Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper. Priscilla, queen of the desert. Hello and welcome to this episode of Pop Goes the Tam Tam. That's right, we're back. Series 3, baby. For this episode, we're going to be discussing what I like to call the potential Russell T Davis Doctor Who expanded cinematic universe. I am joined by a very special guest. Announce yourself, special guest. Uh, hi, I'm Lance. We do a podcast called Conversation on Eagle Mountain, which is a podcast about an old... TV show called The Tribe. It might be old, but it is also iconic. Let's be real. (laughs) We've just spent half an hour of our pre-discussion not talking about Doctor Who. We've been talking about The Tribe. (laughs) Apologies. (laughs) Well, I loved every minute of it. (laughs) So, I have brought you here today to talk about... Now, let me clear my throat for this. The potential Russell T. Davis expanded Doctor Who cinematic universe. Sounds amazing. It really does. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about the potential of rebooting the spin-offs, what that will mean for the series and what we would like to see. So without further ado, let's get into it. What is your favourite spin-off? Unfortunately, I haven't seen a lot of the Seri Jane adventures. Okay. So uh, the ones I have seen, all the rest, I'm probably Torchwood. I just kind of liked, I guess, the different vibe, I guess, mm. from Normal Doctor Who. It was quite different when it first started. It was quite dark and gritty. Mm. Um, but then it kind of paired that back and it kind of found its own feet and rhythm. And yeah. I just, yeah, I quite enjoyed that team. I thought Torchwood was interesting. The only thing I would say is I didn't like when they went to America. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> My interest kind of deviated when once that happened. <laughs> well, because I think it lost its USP, which was its alien fighting in Cardiff. Yeah, its Britishness kind of yeah. threw out the window. And I also think when you go over to America and you start doing, you know, alien fighting shows, they kind of do them better in a way because they do them sort of for a more global audience. Whereas, like we said, the thing about Torchwood was that my favourite bit is when they're driving through the centre of Cardiff and they're chasing after this alien and they go past this old granny and she's like, bloody Torchwood. Excuse me, have you seen a blowfish driving a sports car? and it's just uh yeah it's just it's like quintessentially british and i'd also say kill less of your characters <laughs> the other thing I, they kind of wiped out all their main characters yeah. so then yeah when it went to america it was like okay this is it's a whole new kind of show really yeah and i have to say i didn't mind jack but i never really liked gwen uh, see, I'm opposite. I liked Gwen. Jack was... I can take him or leave him sometimes. Mm. But yeah, I liked Gwen. So, I have to say, I'm the opposite to you. My favourite one is the Sarah Jane Adventures. Ooh. 
But I do love that at some point during that whole 2000s period, there was at least three productions of Doctor Who running at the same time. Crazy to think about that now, isn't it? Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's insane. I like how neither of us said class. I, I do want to say it, but <laughs> I have many issues with class. Um, I'm sure we'll come to it in this discussion. Well, let's get into it now. What are your issues with class? Oh my god, so, okay, where to start? <laughs> so, I mean, it was a nice introduction, how Capaldi introduced, like, these kids to, I guess, the world of Doctor Who, but then it just had no identity or form of its own, I felt, like, it, it didn't feel, like, connected, like, like no one, Sarah Jane and Torchwood, they kind of, it felt like they were in the Doctor Who universe, mm. but class didn't, I never had that feeling, it just felt detached and um, it's just odd with these kids like facing these issues and yeah it n- never connected with me and there's only like probably one or two characters I actually liked mm, yeah <laughs> I, I didn't like the romance no. uh, I didn't like it, yeah the issues and no, I just it just didn't just didn't connect for me personally yeah. I'm sure there are many fans but it, I didn't like it do you think some of that is to do with the tenuous connection that it actually had to Doctor Who I think that is part of it. Yeah, it just it, viewers just didn't have that connection. It's like, okay, well, how is this connected to the world? Like we've built up. We've, I mean, from Doctor Who's got this vast universe and this whole all this world that we've been built and building up, and then class just feels just detached, right? Yeah. If you didn't have that Capaldi um, cameo in the first episode, you wouldn't have even thought it was Doctor Who. This is a bit of a mess, isn't it? I used to be the caretaker here, you know, before it got all. Fancy, this is going to be quite a clean-up job. You've heard of me, haven't you? You are the great destruction of the universe. Yes, but most people just call me the Doctor. There was something I wanted to ask you. What was... Oh, yes. What exactly do you think you're doing here? We might ask you the same question. Fair enough. And I don't think there was anything wrong with setting it in the school. I mean, an easy way you could have gotten through that is if you had rehired the actor who played Danny Pink and set the adventures during the time. Yes, there's so many ways I could have easily connected it and (laughs) done some real um, stories of it. But yeah, you're right. That would have been so much better. And then we could have just been like, wait, hang on, Danny Pink was having adventures that he didn't tell Clara or the Doctor about? What? (laughs) You've got my mind spinning now, yeah, that would have been so good. But it's what we go back to, that sort of low-hanging fruit, and the idea that just because we're moving like ourselves, time is linear for us, doesn't mean in a series it has to operate the same way, you know? Exactly. And you could have had nice Easter eggs, like Clara's bag or like her voice from a previous episode sounding out or them talking about how she was running around the school the other day. Like, so link back to, say, the caretaker episode. So you felt like that was all happening at the same time. Get the actress who plays Courtney Woods as a character in the show. In the school, I've got no issue with that. That wasn't the issue. That wasn't the problem with the show. (laughs) Saying the school would would have been worked fine and having these kids trying to solve these issues like without the doctor and stuff, that would have worked really well, but they just didn't. We don't want another class. We definitely don't want another class. No, we don't want another class. Are you listening, Russell? I know you listen. We don't want another class. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
Now, if you had to, if if Russell came to you, and I'm using his first name because, you know, I know, no, I don't know him, but I'm using his first name. If he came to you and he said to you, Lance, I want to do a spin-off, but I can't think of one. I need you to help me. What would you come up with? See, this is the amazing thing about Doctor Who. There are so many spin-offs that you could potentially do because the show sets up loads of great storylines. Um, some that end, some that don't. You could, you could do so many. If he if he came to me, I, I, am I allowed to cheat? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, you are allowed so, to cheat. Obviously, I know. That obviously, there. Um, Big finished does the Diary of River, River Song. Yeah. But I would love to see visually um, Alex Kingston back on screen. So yes. I would love a spin off River Song. Yes, I completely agree. She's such a fun character. Yeah. She's great to watch visually. <laughs> She's got a lot of energy. And uh, I just love, yeah, I would love a spin-off with just her. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she would need some other characters as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, would you have her going on, like, archaeology, uh, adventures, or just general adventures? I mean, yeah, I like, a, like, discovering things and obviously coming across aliens and stuff by, by mistake. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd like her to have, like, a little, maybe, maybe a little team that kind of come and go. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally it's, see that. Oh, can we have that, please? <laughs> I, just... I, I will get around to watching Big Finish because um, the Diary of River song uh, does sound amazing, but I'll, I'll get to it at some point. You could bring back Doctor's older doctors into her timeline yes Mm -hmm. you know so you could have some potential crossovers that way would be quite interesting a lot you could yeah play with that as a series so much you could do with that (laughs) and i don't think karen gillen could come back but like i think we could we could have got the actor who played danny pink to come back i think we could get the actor arthur darville to come back and maybe do like one episode as rory yeah. And also, I'm going to say this, right? We could totally do an episode where, because it's established, they go back to the 30s, and then in that PS, right, that they never made, why they never made that, I don't know. But it's established that Rory was in the Second World War. So, could we potentially have an episode where River and Rory meet in the Second World War? Like maybe she's a spy oh, and he's a medic. That's amazing, yeah. That's you a know, good story. Come on. <laughs> it writes itself. It does really does write itself. You could do so much. It does, and it also <laughs> explains away the reason why Amy's not there mm-hmm. is because she's not allowed to go into the battlefield. <laughs> And let's be honest, if Amy did go into the battlefield, it wouldn't be fair. You know, <laughs> she would kill everyone. <laughs> she's too good. She's too good. No. She's too good. She, yeah, she's too good. But yeah, oh, I would love a diary of Robert Song. That would be so good. So I've got two myself. The first one is obviously, it's kind of along the same lines of Torchwood. It's Unit with Kate... Yeah. Martha and Yaz as the main characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was thinking their main villain could be the Zygons. Mm-hmm. So you know how there's been that Marvel invasion, which is basically just the Doctor Who Zygon inversion and Zygon invasion. They've just. I am so glad you recognise that. <laughs> yeah, they totally stole the plot, and they did it, but they did it not good. Right. <laughs> 
it was not apart from olivia coleman it was not yeah. good okay so i i i say we just steal it right back because it was ours to begin with okay they already tried to take time heist let's be honest what else was end game if it wasn't time heist <laughs> They even say we're going to do a time heist. <laughs> so I say we steal it all the way back. We make the Zygons the enemy. We make it so you're not sure who is the Zygon, who isn't. That it's all kind of like deep state. Martha is a widow. She's back with unit. Okay. We could have a whole thing where she starts dating this guy who turns out to be a Zygon. But, you know, he's their enemy, but they've got feels for each other. That would be good. Osgood and Yaz as a couple. Tell me you don't want this. <laughs> I want this. No, that sounds pretty, yeah, intriguing to me. So intriguing. It's like, and it's just there. Just reach out and grab it. Because of all the previous companions being already signed up members of UNIT, we could have episodes yeah. that just follow old companions around. And don't get me started on the potential of Rose and Defenders of Earth. See, that's another one. Yeah, that, I, that, that popped into my head. I was like, you know, I'm not going to mention it. It's an easy one to pick. I'm not going to pick it. You have to pick it. <laughs> There's so much yeah, you could do with Rose. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, just spitballing for Russell to help him with, you know, his ideas. I'm thinking, what about if Unit picks up a message from the sealed off universe and Martha and Rose help each other in their different universes? They never meet, but it gives us the potential to have, like, to reboot the, Ro the Rose spin-off off the back of having sort of her hooked up again with Martha, with Unit, and it kind of reboots that back into existence. Mm -hmm. And my other idea, and I'm going to put it there, is I think we should wholesale just steal Loki. And I think I'm so sick of the Master being in the TV with the Doctor. I just give the Master their own spin-off. I'm going to talk about this in more detail with Tamsin's mum. But I have okay. to say, a potential spin-off that features John Sim, Michelle Gomez, Sasha Dewan as the master at different time points all working together. That would be crazy fun. Let's so. do it. Let's do it. Let's make this a reality. The master and the doctor, I don't ever want to see them in the same room again. <laughs> Not for a long time, yeah, um... It is. It does. It does because it's. It doesn't. It doesn't give you anything more. I think they've taken that relationship as far as they go, and they keep having to reset it for it to make sense. And it kind of ended so beautifully with Michelle Gomez's Missy. Oh, where, yes, it did. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, and then afterwards they just reset it back to. Oh. Yeah, but we don't know where Sasha Dewan falls in the regeneration cycle thing. We don't know whether he's actually between John Sim and Michelle Gomez. He could be. There could have been, like, something. <laughs> we don't know that he's directly following on from Michelle Gomez. Yeah, it's, yeah you're right. It might not be. It's just, it's just a shame that that's the what master we get straight after. Because it's like, all that fantastic development we get with Michelle Gomez's mark. And then... 
Yeah. It's just frustrating for me. <laughs> it is. It's so frustrating. There are other Time Lords that they could have picked for it to be the big reveal. And just because a lot of people before John Sim took over the master role probably didn't even know who the master was. So it's not like you can't, you know, bring another Time Lord to the attention of the audience. So, yeah, I'm going to go into a bit more depth about what I would like to happen with the Master getting their own spin-off. I wonder if a Master spin-off could potentially sit in that spot where Torchwood was. So, like, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You get a bit more blood, you get some, maybe, nudity, and also death and swears. Got to happen. Russell, just write this down. Get a pen and paper. <laughs> We've kind of touched on this a little bit, but if you could do a spin-off with a former companion, who would it be and why? Oh, hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if I could pick any companion to have a spin-off, yeah, it would be, would be Rose. For me personally, yeah. So what would you like to, if you could create your own spin-off of Rose, what would you like to see? Would you like to see her with the Metacrisis Doctor or on her own? I mean, they, they have set that up so perfectly. Yeah. She's, in, she's in a whole new universe. Um, she's not the Meta Doctor with her. Uh, she's got this knowledge that she's learned from her Doctor. Mm. Um, do I want to see her with the Meta? I think that might take a bit away, mm-hmm. a bit too much away from her, yeah, if you had her constantly with the Meta Doctor. So I wouldn't mind if, him, if he kind of comes and goes, cameos. Mm. But uh, I'd rather, like, yeah she'd be the focus i think so i think tenant would take too much away from that can you imagine a version of this where he is like at home with the kids and she's out saving the universe that's yeah that's what was kind of playing around my, my mind yeah he's like doing the back back behind the scenes stuff <laughs> maybe doing the technology or mm. yeah at home that would be yeah that would work and then she's out <laughs> saving the world with her team I would just I would die to see that it'd be so good it'd be so good especially if she just got a call from him and he was like oh um so I've I've done the dinner what time are you going to be home and she's like can't talk jejune and he's like oh okay I'll put it in the oven I'd love that I can see many aliens wanting this doctor because obviously all the knowledge he might have inside him so yeah yeah. That would be perfect. Gets kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> Vanishes. Yeah. Oh, he writes itself. It does. <laughs> no, it does. And when you start thinking about guest stars as well, how many oh. people you could have that were big in Doctor Who, whose characters maybe died, and you yes. could bring them. So, like, for instance, obvi- some obvious ones are, like, Yanto from Torchwood. Yeah, Tosh. Please bring back Tosh. Tosh from Torchwood. Yeah. Either of those two being in the team or uh, helping her in some way. Another one is, this is going back into the history, but do you remember Joe Joyner from EastEnders? Oh, no. Okay, so she played, you know when they were on the space station and it was like Big Brother? Yes. So she was the, she was the person who was helping the Doctor when she got exterminated by Daleks. Okay. And afterwards, she had quite a successful career on EastEnders, and she's actually got a good career. So she got exterminated by Daleks, but why don't we just have her turn up in that version of Earth? Because, you know, why not? 
<laughs> it could be an ancestor. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, cause it's in, yeah, different dimension. You could bring back, yeah, there's so many you could bring back and it would work. Oh, wow, yeah. Also, we're not saying that we would want it to run on and on. I mean, for something like this, I'm just envisaging hmm. one and done. Yeah, some of these definitely can, should just be one and done, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they drag a lot no. of these out. No. And I mean, also, I think you have to think about, you know, Billy Piper is very big. She's busy. So for her to do, say, like five or nine episodes of a one and done series, that would just be so joyous. That would work. Yeah. yeah. Whereas something like the Unit series, I could totally see going on and on. <laughs> so good. And I have to say my companion would be Ace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because she is my favourite companion of all time. And um, I love her. <laughs> and I just would love to see her get her own spin-off or pick up where the Sarah Jane adventures were or do something within that sort of vein. Yeah, because she's so cool. And I think you saw how kind of cool she is when they were doing the centenary special that introduced yeah. her and yeah and she was just i mean i think tegan was great one thing about tegan i have to say is wasn't it refreshing to get somebody who wasn't british <laughs> i mean it was so refreshing to get a different nationality as a companion i would love to see an aussie or a new zealander or an american or a canadian like anyone who isn't yeah, british maybe. As the companion. I mean, I have a lot of arguments with Carlin over him saying that the Doctor's going to be American, to which I say never, (laughs) never over my dead body will this ever happen. But do you know who could be American? They wouldn't dare. They would not dare, right? They thought they had it bad in the American Revolution. Try to make the Doctor an American and we will unleash... We will unleash hell. We will unleash hell on them, right? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? And I mean, the weird thing is, they've already done a pretty passable version of Doctor Who in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, right? Okay. (laughs) Like, just leave it. Not everything is about you. (laughs) (laughs) However, I do think an American companion, I could, that's fine. That's, I won't even debate that. That's okay. I could see that. But it was just really, really nice to get. And I know people in the comments are going to be saying, what about Perry? I mean, a real American companion. Um, but it was just really nice to have Deegan there and just to hear someone who isn't who isn't British. And it was just like, oh my goodness, what a breath of fresh air. I think Ace still had it. She, she showed that she had it in the centenary. And I would just, I think she'd completely smash it. So Ace, please come back. Russell T. Davis, don't you dare kill her. So yeah. <laughs> We've talked about what we would like to see. And we've talked a lot about ideas and things like that. But what do you think the pros and cons of starting a whole new spin-off, a whole cinematic universe of Doctor Who would be? So, yeah, I, I was thinking about this earlier. So, like, because, like you mentioned before, because of the way, like, Torchwood has ended before his character's dead, dead. <laughs> um, and obviously the sadness of or how Sarah Jane Adventures has ended because of passing of Elizabeth 
Mm. Um, I think it would make sense to kind of, I guess, reboot the the spin-off universe itself. Yeah. Rather than try and pick pick it up again. Yeah. Um, I know that. Yeah, obviously, the the cons is obviously you lose a lot of the history and stories that already happened. But mm. I think in the long run, I think it'll be more beneficial just to start new a new set of yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, like you say, more with Elizabeth Sladen than Torchwood. But obviously, you know, she has sadly passed on. And I think kind of just leave the Sarah Jane adventures where they are. But there's no reason why the young characters that were in that couldn't somehow find their way into a spinoff, I think, into one of the main ones. That's perfect. I'm happy. Yeah, I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could completely see that. You know, you've got Rani, you've got Clyde, you've got her son, who I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, which, oh, Luke, there you go. And, yeah, and one of the things that they were going to do with Luke was that they were going to give him a coming out story, mm-hmm. which is so sad we didn't get that because, I mean, it would have been really, really groundbreaking for kids' TV at that time. Yeah. And I think they probably would have handled it very sensitively so maybe we could have that now i mean i know it's too old but do you know what i mean it's like, are you too old to come out no but you know what i mean <laughs> it would lose some of its groundbreakingness you know <laughs> if luke just turned up and he was like yes i'm 35 i don't think he would be 35 but let's say he turns up and he's like 25 and also he's married to a man it would be like i mean it wouldn't be shocking at all you wouldn't go <gasps> you'd just no, go just, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> well i hope you're happy <laughs> does he know you're an alien <laughs> No, no, yeah, you're right. Those characters coming into a new show, yeah, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd rather that. Than, yeah, trying yeah. to continue. I completely agree, and I think Torchwood, Torchwood itself, ain't. I don't oh, think there's Torchwood. anything else to do with it, really. You can't. You've killed off all the main characters. Yeah, you've gone to America. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. You killed off all the main characters, and you went to America. That was it. That was the end. <laughs> And obviously, what's happened with obviously Barrowman at yeah. the moment? Like, you can't really do it. If you can't do anything else with it, you can't. Just, but I don't think the fun. stories were there. I just, I even if you hadn't had that, I don't think the stories were there. Because if you look at any no. of the big Finnish canon, it's all kind of got the old team in it and nothing in the future. So you're just like, is that because in reality, it was such a mistake to kill them all off? Like Owen, I get. I kind of get Yanto. I do not understand the life of me, Tosh. It's just the whole team wiped out. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, it, it, you know, even Buffy wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was Don't just... get me started, Buffy. <laughs> well, look, we could be here all day, but, you know, <laughs> Torchwood suffers from the same problem that Buffy suffers from. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think that kind of leave those spin-offs where they are. And also, you know, if you want to continue in those universes, there's this wonderful thing called fan fiction. I mean, I suppose the other con for me, and this is the biggest one, is the show is not in the healthiest of conditions, I would say. There's a lot happened, I would say, probably since a bit before Matt Smith 
left, there's been a slow drop off of viewers and I would say a lack of interest from the BBC about promoting the series. They moved yeah. it around. They used it like it was some sort of football. They would put, schedule it with things like the X Factor and the voice. And it just kind of got defeated because it didn't have, it kind of lost its position in the cultural zeitgeist. And whereas what you had in the David Tennant era, when we had Torchwood, we had Sarah Jane Adventures. And to some extent in the early Matt Smith era was that, it was healthy. It was part of the zeitgeist. It was incredibly popular. And I wonder if instead of putting, trying to get new shows up and going, put your energy into the main show. Try and get that to a position where it's back in the zeitgeist. People are talking about it again. Because I always mention this story about how I was at work when the Jodie Whittaker first episode, the day after it aired, I went to work. And people were saying to me that didn't really watch Doctor Who, they were like, I watched it, it was really good. But they didn't, they couldn't hold on to that momentum because there was such a big gap between Series 11 and Series 12. They lost that momentum. And by losing that, they lost interest in casual fans and the BBC kind of lost interest all over again. Actually, yeah, that, that's, that's my argument for spin-offs because... Because of the series and the length of the series is getting shorter and shorter all the mm, time, yeah. I think you need these spin-offs to kind of plug the gap and keep the momentum going. Because without it, yeah, we're going to get huge gaps that yeah, kill all momentum and hype. And yeah, people drop off. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. But now you say it like that, yeah. I mean, I guess there is, there is a positive for that as well where at least you will have something and I suppose with a lot of these spin-offs like the Sarah Jane Adventures like Torchwood you didn't necessarily have to be a fan of Doctor Who to enjoy either of them mm, I mean, but you are right as well that the main show needs a lot of work to get it back to where mm. it was I mean my hope my real hope is that there isn't a huge gap between in Shooty Gatois era, I hope that there's not the gap we got with Jodie Whittaker. Mm, that's my worry, yeah. Uh, it's my worry too. <laughs> Where do you stand with the Timeless Child? Oh boy, I hate it. I can't lie. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that they made the Doctor this. No, no, sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't get into it now. I won't get into it now. <laughs> I hate, I hate it. <laughs> well, I would. Li- I mean, I would like you to get into it, but if you don't want to, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, say, we'll save it another time. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, that's a big one. <laughs> well, personally, I just feel that, like with a lot, we've talked about how things could be tweaked. One thing that you could do with the timeless child storyline is just give it to the master. That's an easy tweak. Yeah. But mine's just going over what we actually got. <laughs> well, it's so confused. I find it really confusing with, like, the Irish policeman. And I didn't really understand what was going on there. And people kept saying to me what a great storyline it was. And I was just thinking, am I so thick I can't get this? <laughs> yeah, initially, I was like, oh, I was, quite, I was quite enjoying the mystery. I was like, okay, where's this going to go? But then when it <laughs> evolved, yeah. I was like... No. <laughs> no, yeah. Jettison, 50 years of uh, history, because you want to yeah. 
tie up one loose end. Why did you tug it? You didn't, yeah. didn't need to be... Uh. But, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people said he wanted, he just wanted his own stamp, his own legacy to leave on the franchise, and I think that definitely <laughs> was it. <laughs> yeah, I see that, but I also see him having the first female doctor as the legacy. So you had that as well, yeah. It, it got greedy. <laughs> You know, how many legacies do you want? <laughs> It'd be like saying, do you want legacy with these legacies? <laughs> and I guess in a way, his legacy has become something... I mean, he has a legacy, but it's not a good one. It's, yeah, it's become quite negative. But... Yeah. So, I mean, do you think that they will have elements of that story in the new series? How do you mean? Do you think they'll have elements of the time as a child in the new series? Do you think oh, they'll just... Russell, Russell. Um... <laughs> well, I did read that he said he, he liked the idea of it. But is that like going to your friend's house and saying, yeah, I love the purple that you've put on the walls. <laughs> it really goes well with the orange. That's what it felt like to me. But yeah. I'm, I'm over-reading into that. But yeah, I thought that he was just saying that to me. Like, yeah, nice to a fellow showrunner. But... Um... I think he's going to sweep it quite under the rug. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it might be surprising. We might get, some, might get surprised and it gets brought up, but I I don't think he's going to um, play with it. <laughs> Russell, I know you're still listening because you always finish the pod. But look, I'm going to say this now. Just give the timeless child storyline to the master spin-off. Make it a thing in that universe. And just have it like the master says, oh, I lied to you, Doctor. Actually, it was me. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. We've done it. There you go. Done. I've actually taken up 50 minutes of your time so far. Well, I've looked at the counter and it's actually one hour and 22 minutes. But okay. (laughs) Is there anything else you would like to discuss? Um, I think we've mentioned most things, spin-offs. I mean, yeah, I could go all day about other spin-offs we could do but yeah i think we've hit all the main points (laughs) well look if you want to if you want to come back and talk about any spin-offs that if you're like two o'clock in the morning i've thought of a spin-off just text (laughs) me and obviously you are going to come back yes and talk about the 60th in november oh absolutely you can't keep me away for that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm so excited to have you back for that And it's been absolutely amazing to have you back for this. Thank you for making the time. It's a school night, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I, I love geeking out about Dottie with you, so thank you very much. And where can they find find your podcast? So yeah, um, Conversation League Mountain is available on all good podcasting platforms, um, including Spotify and Google. I highly recommend it, even if you've never heard of the tribe before. It's just a really interesting bunch of people, international, I may add, talking about the show. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Lance, and have a lovely evening. You too. Thank you.